You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. With me, Rob Hollis. Rob, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you're good. Yep. You know, this guy is someone who's, uh, who's he's got his own show on Comedy Central, our guest today. He he goes, we, he, he makes like millions of dollars for doing six shows in Australia. I don't he, know if he would want you talking about that. He didn't say that. I'm just saying I bet he made that much. Okay. He's a great dude. He's a guy that's been partying his whole life. He had this show called Legit that got canceled that really upset him that I watched and I really enjoyed. And he had like this uh, disabled uh, or special needs uh, on the show. His brother's friends disabled. And um, he, well, there was an actor playing an actor playing him. And then he, and he takes the kid who can't really move any limbs to a strip bar and you get, the kid gets blown. It's a brothel. It's a brothel. It's yeah, a brothel. that's the place I'm talking about. But I, I like that he took chances and he was upset that he got canceled because I've taken some chances with shows that I've written. And, and you know, it, it's hard to get things on the air and people want to change all these things. And, and he's one guy that really likes to stick to his guns. He's a genuine guy who started tweeting me every once in a while going, hey, mate, yeah, you know, come uh, come over to the show sometime, you know, and is that a good Australian accent? No, I think he would it's probably not, cringe if he heard this. No, 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 no. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. You try it. Try it, mate. You know, <laughs> if you not. see Melbourne, you say like Gold Coast, you say like um, Adelaide, Brisbane, you know, it sounds pretty good, right, mate? Yeah, <laughs> Go getting fuck, a little better. Fuck you, Rob. Uh, Jim Jeffries, dude. This guy has got an enormous following. He's If you just sit there and turn on the mic, I didn't even need to ask him a question. He could just talk. I really enjoyed it. Did you enjoy this one? You've been waiting for this for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Jim Jeffries. Were you happy with the way it turned out? I was. Did I ask him everything? I'm happy that he mostly talked and you didn't talk Thank that you. Much. Thank you. Let's get inside Jim Jeffries. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, if you miss this, Rob just missed the record button. We're, we're talking about the taste of pineapple and what, what it does to a person. Is that an urban myth or has it been proven? Uh, Rob, have you ever had your wife say, hey, my, my semen tastes like... Uh, I wanted to be respectful. You see how you use sure, semen? Sure, sure, sure. Does, uh, does it taste pineapple-y, fruity, tart? No. When I got my wisdom teeth out, I ate a, a lot of pineapple and... Why is that? Juice. Why is that? Apparently, it's good for how it heals. It heals. Yeah, I was born without wisdom teeth. Is that true? Yeah, they, they X-ray you when you're a kid, and they can see when, whether you got them or not. I was born with no wisdom teeth. Does that mean that I'm the next step in evolution? I think it might be. That's got to be the next thing to go, right? I mean, I've never heard of someone born without wisdom teeth. I was born without wisdom teeth. So, I, so yeah. it's got to be the next thing. Like we lost our tails. Now the the wisdom teeth aren't necessary. <laughs> from tails. We have a tailbone, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yep. Yeah, we did. We did. It was we, a little we, elongate, we, elongate. We still do. But some we, people do. Yeah, yeah. I think some people are still born with that, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're going backwards. They're yeah. going, I'm going forwards. I'm I'm the next step in evolution. I got You're no the wisdom. face of evolution. I'm what the future looks like. You know, I was worried about. By the way, thank you, Jim Jeffries, for allowing me to be inside of you today. I just want to say, you know, I heard a lot about you. I like you and I. There's Jess, my assistant Jess. She's marvelous. Yeah, Oh, look at that! She- I gave you, I gave you a real good A. Then they're very rare. Uh, you don't give good A's. I do, but you know, just one in the wild that wasn't put on. That was a that was a genuine one. Was it? I sometimes about 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 three times a year you get a real crocky out of me as well. A crocky? Crocky. 
That's what you say, crocodile? No, crikey, like... Uh, a good joke. No, 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 like when you fall over or something's big. Oh, crikey. That was like Steve Irwin's big thing, crikey. Oh, really? I didn't the, know that. The new show with the Irwins is called Crikey, It's the Irwins. It's meant to... <laughs> but you don't say that often either. No, no, no real people says that from Australia, but I, I sometimes give an authentic one just by accident. I normally, I normally say it if I'm tilted back in a chair and I've just tilted that bit too far and then I grab the table... That, that you'll get a genuine crikey then. Oh, yeah? Oh, crikey. <laughs> I think that's kind of a cute word. By the way, my assistant who just left, she's going to kill me, but she was like, oh, my God, he's so hot. Really? Yeah, she said that a long time ago, though. Oh, I've... He, yeah, she think a lot, I think a lot of people find you hot. Mm. You're very self-deprecating, which probably yeah, makes I don't, you hot. I don't know about that. Oh, I'm hey, sure, Jess. I'm sorry sure. about that. I didn't know you were coming back. That's embarrassing. Jess just came back in the room. But it was, I'm, I told I'm him that, carrying a bit of seasonal weight. It was a long time ago when you said he was hot, though. It was a long time ago. <laughs> she's fucking, she's going to quit. Can she sue me for saying that? No, no, I don't think so. It's not defamation, is it? No, I don't think so. But uh, by the way, you know, a lot of people were telling me, like, you know, Jim, Jim by the way, we're, we're our mutual friend, Tommy Caprio. Tommy Caprio works your, on my show, yeah. Yeah. And uh, my brother, Eric Rosenbaum, he did He's always pod. down there doing a podcast with Tommy. I see him so, all the time. Yeah. So I asked him, I said, hey, uh, give me some inside scoop. And they really didn't want to tell me. They just said, look, he'll tell you stuff. You don't even have to fucking try to get anything out of him. I am very, I'm an open book. Do you think that's why you're so successful? Because you could just say whatever the fuck um, you want. I, yeah. I yeah. think that there is an argument for that. I, I made a conscious effort, maybe. A bit over 10 years ago where I was just like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll just tell every story. I think that's what like Howard Stern decided to do, you know. Yeah. So, so on stage, I just, just uh, you know, anything that happens to me, I just tell it, you know. I'm sort of like that, but then listening to you, I'm like, wow, he goes a step further. Like, you were on Conan O'Brien, I think it was Conan O'Brien, you were talking about, it, you know, keeling o- or bending over in a, a doctor's room while they uh, took out your hemorrhoids. Yeah, I had a, <laughs> yeah. I had a, I had a hemorrhoid surgery where they put me on like a, a triangular pillow with my ass in the end, and they shaved my asshole. I was still conscious. That's pretty cool, though. Free shaving? It was... I didn't know it was so hairy down there, but now it was lovely and pert, and... uh, But I had horrendous hemorrhoids, where 20-something stitches... And then they put me under and they do that count down from 100 or count up from to 100. 10, I thought. Oh, yeah, 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 you're yeah. out. You're out. Yeah, you're out. Like, you so, aren't, though, because you're so used to all yeah, that stuff. You're, you're, you're out at about seven or something <laughs> like that. And then the, the lady, it's one of these things where you don't want to be famous in that moment. And the, 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 nurse, the nurse looked down and just because I passed out with my asshole sticking in the air after they shaved it, she went, my boyfriend's a big fan of Bang. And then I was out. And you're out. And then I probably had horrible nightmares. That was just that You whole, don't remember. I was in turmoil. Yeah, well, I just had neck surgery. I had all that anesthesia. I don't remember a lot of that stuff. I love it. I love anesthesia. I love anesthesia. You're the first person that's ever said that. Usually people say they feel nauseous. They feel terrible. For me, I I, I have Krikorkian, not Krivorkian, was my anesthesiologist. And I said to him, I said, dude, can you please? I I don't do drugs. I don't do a lot of drugs. I smoke a little pot. Can you make this last longer, the fentanyl or the whatever? Can you make it? Let me just enjoy it. So he would let me live it for like four or five minutes oh. <laughs> no 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 but i like i would really i wouldn't be out so fast and i would just say some crazy shit but i just would i've never felt so good because they put the ivs in you and I'm, we're not telling we're not condoning no, this are we no i thought yeah they put the iv in you and then yeah and like you're looking at it and it swells up i even still got some swelling here and it's like but then once they inject you with this stuff i don't know is it fentanyl and whatever i don't know what it is i don't know i'm not an anesthesiologist but how <laughs> How good does it feel? Oh, it's fantastic! Oh, better than anything I've ever felt. It's it's fantastic. I I like I remember when my when, when I, I was my son had to be put out for a little tiny hernia surgery when he was a baby, and that was bad. Just seeing like a lifeless. 
baby's body. I really brought this right down. I was about yeah, to tell fine, it's fine. To so, <laughs> did, now, are you a crier when you see your little baby on the on the uh, table? Do you actually, are you a tear? I, I, not, no, not in that situation. I cried when he was born. You did? Yeah. Was did. it a genuine cry? It was cry? a genuine cry. It was a genuine little, and it was probably the, the loss of my freedom. You know, <laughs> probably, it was probably like, we had a good run. <laughs> Look at you, you've ruined it. Yeah, you've ruined it. Um, no, I cried a little bit when he was born, yeah. He's like six now, so he's old. So he, does, he, doesn't, he doesn't make you cry anymore. He's got his own life now. He's got his mates. And he's, <laughs> he's, got, he's he's moving out next. Yeah, week. he's got his friends and he's got all of his opinions. They're all pretty set in stone, and they're all here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah, and yeah, his yeah, friends, yeah. right? He lives here. Yeah, he lives there. I mean, his mother lives like less than a mile apart, apart from me, and we we have one week on, one week off. Oh, so she's not an Australian? No, 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 no. She's uh, she's Canadian. And aren't they nice people? They aren't. You're Canadian, aren't you? No, but I filmed yeah. some shows up in you Canada. You show in Canada. They never get mad up there. Why did I think you were Canadian? Because uh, I did Smallville for seven years. I did another show up there. I know the anthem. I know most of the provinces. Yeah. You like hockey a lot? I like hockey. Big ice hockey fan. You're like, uh, we, the first time we met, and you won't remember this, but we, me and you commentated a celebrity hockey match at uh, Sundance. Are you serious? Yeah, we did. And there was a cu- and I'd never done anything. I, I just got roped in at the last second. I was up there for some other reason. When was that? There was like ten was, years ago. Uh, ten years ago, like Alan Thicke was playing. He was alive then. Yeah, Alan Thicke was alive yeah, I liked him. and was one of the players. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, right. So that time so that tells that, you it's at least. I think you were still bald. From, was I bald? I yeah. think you were still a shaved head from from Smallville. And you didn't know who the hell I was. I knew who you were. I knew who Smallville was. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah you I watched knew. Smallville. I wa- I watched I- Imposters as well. Is that one? Imposter. Imposter. Yeah, I watched well, that. The- you did? Yeah, I watched the first season. Oh, shit, you know what I liked? And I'm not blowing blowing you right now unless you've had more of this pineapple drink. You, you, got, you have to say legit because it's the only thing I've made. By the way, I did. I, wa- I watched it because I really wanted it, you know. And I, I knew, I heard Tommy said that you were, it really upset you that it got canceled. Very much. Yeah, yeah. And that, stuff. and the pastor lasted two seasons too because your show lasted. Yeah. And, it, you know, I was a little upset, but you, I mean, this was your baby. I mean, this is something you really Yeah, kinda... and it got cancelled for the wrong reasons. It got cancelled because the network wasn't getting along with the showrunner, and, you know, so there was, and, and it was right on the bubble, the ratings, but we also got fucked over. We got put on FXX, which was the, and uh, yeah. since then, I've, I, I've been told by people at FX, like, hey, we shouldn't have cancelled that. Yeah, that show was good. I don't know why we cancelled that. They've said Isn't that something? And you're like, we'll just fucking bring it back then. No one's stopping you. That's exactly right. You've got some free space. They won't for pride reasons, but you've got some free space. Louis's not doing a show there anymore. <laughs> That's true. He's not. You've got that space. Is, is... And it was only a three banger, really. Well, you got the mom and you got the. Yeah, you we know, got that. the mom and I the. I mean, you've got some characters, but for the most part. It was, it was based on real people. It yeah. Was, it was based on 100% real people. The guy that I was basically living with, um, well, I was living with during college, his brother. And muscular dystrophy, and we'd take care of him. And, and, you, and we did take. Him a, you really we, took him to a stripper. We took him to a brothel. A brothel. And you right. really did that. We really did that. We we took him to a brothel. We undressed him. We laid him down the bed. Did he have a heart on it? Did it go in yeah. your mouth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that went in my mouth. But that, that was, was a good a, job. But maybe a little. It, it, it tipped uh, your lips. Yeah, it it springed up at me. Was it a big one? Yeah, you had a big dick on him. He yeah, did. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, had a big dick. Um, but he's he's since dead, so I I can say you know I'm sure he, he if he's listening up there somewhere he's happy to hear that. But um, not that I believe in it up there. But anyway, uh, no, we took him to a brothel and we, with the full intention that his heart may give out during the whole. And his family knew this. Everybody no, knew. no. Oh, this so in the in the show the family knew about it. Yeah, in real, in real life, in real life, just me did. and his brother. So that could have been manslaughter. 
Uh, I don't believe so because I, I I don't know what the legality is, but he was a willing participant and I wasn't in the room when it happened. I was standing at the front of the door. He couldn't move. He was, But he could talk to you. He could still talk. He, he was at the latter stages of muscular dystrophy. All of his muscles had deteriorated. He was steering around with a little tiny... He spoke slowly. He, but his dick worked. He had to, his dick still worked. He had to eat up mushed up food because like, his jaw wasn't strong enough to chew. You know what I mean? Like... He was in a fairly vegetated state at that stage, and his people really responded to it. Like they really appreciated what you did. In I th- that I, we got we got more um, people writing me nice things than I've ever had in my whole career. But people who were like saying, "I wish I could do that for my brother or sister or whatever," and it's like, "Well, you should just go to Vegas. Just go to Vegas." And do- but in Australia, it's like brothels are such commonplace. There are main streets with big signs. This was like we went to the place called the Daily Planet. And it has, it has like a big planet, like off Superman, right. the big daily, the big globe spinning around. It's just a store. It's a brothel. Front. It's a proper brothel. It's on the main road. Well, can't they get sued for that? No, no, I don't know. The legal- <laughs> You're asking me a lot of legal questions here. People getting sued all the time. Maybe they had a deal with the Star Wars folk. Not Star Wars, Superman. Oh, Superman, Superman. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so they had like the old sort of the, the globe that would spin around and everything. And it was a proper... They're proper brothels. They're not. They're not like going into um, like what I imagine a, bro- a backyard brothel in this country would be, an illegal one. Right. It's very like you go in the front and hello, and you can pay with your credit card, and the girls all stand up in a line, and you just pick one. And and, you've done it before. Ah, oh, just that one time that I went along. Yeah, with a, yeah. Is that true? I've had I've had a few rub and tugs in my day. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. I think we all have. Yeah, yeah. I've had a rub, rub and tugs are very popular in Australia. I've gotten one, and it was with one of my friends who's a hockey player. Brought me to Toronto, and I thought I was just getting a. Uh... Well, here it's got an Asian overtone. I don't understand why. Yeah, this wasn't Asian. This was a place in Toronto. I was doing a movie called Urban Legend, and he just took me for my birthday to get a massage. I thought I was getting a massage, and she told me to take a shower. And lie down, which is odd, because how many times did they say take a shower before you get a massage? Yeah. And the next thing you know, she flipped me over. She says, "You could t- you can't touch me, but I can touch you." And I go, "Whatever." And she t- she she took my thing, and she she p- pointed it down. You know, you're not supposed to point it down because when it's erect. Yeah, I know how the, the penises work. You know, yeah. it's a little, but but it was almost a. Th- <laughs> I just know mine. I, I know mine and a guy with muscular dystrophy. But it was it was to the point where it wasn't painful, but it was almost there. And it was, I, I mean, it was like one, two, three, Shawshank Redemption out. It was done. Yeah, the ones in Australia have a hole in the massage table so that when you, while you're getting a massage, your dick can live freely downwards into the table. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, yeah, Let yeah. Let it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did the, did the, Sometimes they wank you underneath. I've been told underneath the table. <laughs> told did the, <coughs> did your uh, friends uh, what, what's his name who passed away dan Go, dan yeah god bless dan the thing about dan was as well and i, I assume his parents like I, I so i do a comedy routine and his parents never liked me they still don't like me I'm and they still, know the story now well i don't know i haven't really spoken to them in years but when i lived with their son when i was in university they didn't like me then and i was in my early 20s then. why didn't they like you Oh, they just think, I, th- I think they thought I was a bad influence on their other son. Were you? Oh, I wasn't a good influence, but he was, you know, like, do you remember like when your parents had that kid that they were like, you have to stop seeing that kid, right? Yeah. And you knew in your heart of hearts that you were the one that pushed that kid to smoke or you were the one that made that kid do something bad. And yeah. then the, the parents always blame the other kid. I, he was as bad as I was, but I wasn't, you know. Well, my mother was the opposite. He says, I really, I want, I like this boy. I'm a good judge of character. And that was the kid. Only one who's oh, got, your the, got he, it wrong, and he went to prison. Who he killed a man? 
two, really? two years later. You had a friend who killed a man? Yes, he killed a man and went to prison for it. How old was he? He was uh, 19 when he did it. What? I stopped hanging out with him when I was 15. But uh, why did he kill a person? Uh, he broke in to steal some stuff, and the guy woke up, and you know, and then he didn't know anybody was home, and the guy was really old, and he, the guy came at him with a crowbar or something. And my former friend is he still in prison? <laughs> he hit, he hit the guy, and he, the guy fell and died, hit his head, died, oh, and he's man. still in prison, but he gets out soon. I bet she's going to be hitting you up. I hope not. We're going to have him on the show. Well, yeah, yeah. Because... Well, we weren't. We weren't. Look, I, when we were younger, we were friends, and then he started sniffing gas and having doing things that I was just like, hey, man, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be doing this stuff. There was a weird thing in the back of my head that was just like, this isn't quite right. He was doing weird shit. When and you I... start doing drugs, were you just sniffing paint? You know, gas. Gas or paint. Did or... you never do that? No, I never sniffed gasoline. And No. What were you doing that was a bad influence? Um, with drugs-wise? Ivan, yeah, drugs. I, I've only ever been a big fan of the ecstasy and the cocaine, really, was the two big big ones for me. At what age was, was that? 17, oh, 16? 17, yeah. Something yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. You seem like a guy that, I think it's in your blood. I think it's like some people could just handle certain things. Yeah. And some people can't. Like, I, 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 I can't I, handle I, it. I don't really anymore. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you have a twitch in your uh, yeah, yeah, left a, eye? Yeah, I got to have a bit of... I got to get that sleep out. You, you, look, you have a lot of responsibilities. I do. You have a son. You have uh, a big job on Comedy Central, a show. I, I have to take care of Tommy Caprio. You, Tommy Caprio, you got to do all the stand-up. And like for someone who, like, you still live your life, have you slowed down a lot? I slowed down substantially, yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't be doing what I was doing in my 20s. And I don't think any of my mates that I was doing it with are doing that anymore. No, none of us... None of us lived through it, so to say, where we just kept on pounding it, you know. But in my 20s, living in London, that was the norm. The norm was to go out and get wasted and then do drugs. And, you know, that was just what it was. You know, I've been to Australia four times. I'm going again this year. Australia is very expensive for the drugs. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, yeah. You can't get them in there. A, a gram of cocaine is like almost 400 bucks. How much is a gram? Like 50 bucks. No, I mean, I mean, I mean how big? How big is it with your hands? Uh, it's a little Instagram. tiny just bag. Just a little it's, tiny bag. Right? It's a, it's a, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a coke addict. Yeah, it's a little tiny bag. Right, right, right. It's enough for a night or two. Right. But I'm just saying. I wasn't saying for the drugs. I was just saying that I had been there. Oh, you've been and there. I, really, I, wasn't, I, I, I thought I was going to talk about the hardships. No, but I really love Australia. It's the only place that I think I'd live if I wasn't. You know, if I wasn't here, I don't know what it is. I think there's just a mellowness, a laid back quality. Every time I go back there, I do go. Why did I leave this place? It's really fucking nice. It's just beautiful. I've been to Perth and Sydney, uh, Melbourne, 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 uh, Gold Coast, uh, Adelaide, Brisbane. Adelaide, not nothing going on there. Yeah, there's not a ton going on there. Not What's your Perth. favorite city? I like Sydney. I think Sydney's the best city. I like Perth as well. Very fond of Perth. I think Perth's beautiful and has a nice mix of city and sort of feeling quiet. Do you hate when people try to do the Australian accent? Does it just no? I just I no one really does it great, do they? You know, the last person to do it really well was Meryl Streep in the, <laughs> the Dingo Stop My Baby movie, which which I always. You know, find weird when Americans just reference that line to me. Right. A dingo stole my baby. And you're like, <laughs> okay. You know, it's about a real story about a baby dying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and not, and well, not that long ago. Why don't you quote Sophie's Choice yeah, next? Yeah, it's from the 80s. Right, like, right. Not that long ago. Yeah. And you're just like, a dingo stole my baby. <laughs> I think I was getting pretty good at it for a while. I can't right, right now, probably, but Rob, you heard me rehearsing it before, right? Yeah, you were practicing upstairs. Yeah, it is what I do Adelaide and Melbourne and Brisbane. Like, Brisbane I throw, throw it away a little bit. I, my accent's changed over the years through living in England and living here. And the, the big difference for me in Those people understand you. Yeah, in comparison to what you hear from, I got, I got a little bit of. 
British phrasing now. Also, I don't I don't go up at the end of all my sentences. I don't do that anymore. Nothing. Not everything sounds like a question. Oh, is that Australians do? Yeah, yeah. They go up at the end. Yeah, they tick up at the hey, end. Hey, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything ends sounds like a question. So, so we're going to my dad's funeral. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> yeah, it's then it's just bring that one down. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They, they they do that, and I speak to my relatives, and they think that I'm like, oh, here he comes. Oh, here's, here's your highness with his highfalutins. <laughs> Do they really say that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just, yeah. They just give it to you, don't oh, they? Oh, fancy old Jim here. <laughs> oh, like a Jim. Yeah, I, I find I find when I go back, the accent is a little jarring on me because I, I haven't heard people. And also, I, I do enjoy being the one person in the room to have a wacky accent. I, yeah. I, I enjoy that. Yeah, and you, I think you get laid probably a lot more. English, Australian, when you have a foreign accent, it just helps you. I think, well, there's certain You sound accents. smarter. You're I just... don't think Eastern European helps you. <laughs> May, I, maybe not. No, I like, hello, how are you? That doesn't, there's no woman <laughs> maybe that Maybe it does. There's no women who goes to a party and hears like, my name is Sergey, and goes, <laughs> and goes, oh, I love a guy with an accent. Where's your accent from? Well, here we go. <laughs> You never get that one. That one can't get you laid. Inside of You is brought to you by Neurohacker, Qualia Synaletic. I just sent some of this to my mother, and she's starting to notice the differences hmm. in herself. And, she, and because I noticed my mother was always had brain fog and, and she couldn't think clearly. And, and you know, and, and I, I was like, well, this stuff works for me. And what's great is I didn't even, they weren't even a sponsor when I started using this. Um, have you heard of Synaletics yet? Well, listen, it's a class of ingredients discovered less than 10 years ago, and they're being called one of the biggest discoveries of our time for helping to promote healthy aging and helping to enhance your physical prime. Your life goals in your career and beyond require productivity. But let's be honest, the aging process is not our friend when it comes to endless energy and productivity. That's why I use Qualia Senolytic. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, hello, sluggish mental and physical energy, hello, associated with that middle age feeling, hello. Also known as zombie cells, they are old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells. Much like pruning the yellowing and dead leaves off a plant, Qualia Senoletic helps remove those worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And you just take it two days a month. That's it. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all ingredients together. And they must believe in their product because they have a 100-day money-back guarantee. It's pretty amazing. I felt higher energies. Uh, I feel uh, more focused. Um, younger. I have to say, because a lot of these things make me feel younger. I feel more uh, productivity happening in my life, a little more enthusiastic. Help resist aging at the cellular level. Try Qualia Senoletic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring today's episode. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The products and statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Inside of You is brought to you by Neurohacker, Qualia Senoletic. Let me tell you something. If you haven't tried this, 
you are missing out. I just sent this to my mom. I have it. I use it. It's a product that I didn't, they weren't even my sponsor when I was using this. And I was like, wow, why do I have more focus or energy? Why do I feel better? Why do I feel different? It's because I take Qualia Synaletic, Neurohacker. Look, if someone would have told me, Ryan, that there are science-backed ingredients that could help me feel 15 years younger in a matter of months, I wouldn't have believed it. But uh, I tried quiacinolytic and the rest is history. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, sluggish mental and physical energy associated with that middle-aged feeling. Also known as zombie cells, they're old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells. Much like pruning the yellowing and dead leaves off a plant, Qualia Senoletic helps remove those worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And... You just take it two days a month. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all the ingredients together. And Neurohacker Qualiacinolytic has a 100-day money-back guarantee. Oh, I have I have more energy. Uh, I feel younger. Uh, I'm more productive. I will tell you that. I'm more productive. And uh, I feel like I have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more enthusiastic about my life. I definitely feel that. And uh, for me, the aches and pains are less lessened by this. So that is a real important thing for me. Help resist aging at the cellular level, folks. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside. Neurohacker, N-E-U-R-O-H-A-C-K-E-R. Neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. Yeah, I do little impersonations here and there. I can do a few impersonations. I'm not a big into impersonations. What's the impression that you like? I heard you do a Michael Caine. I, I do a terrible Michael Caine, but I, <laughs> what happens is, what happens is I do, if, if there's a story that involves a person, I'll do the impersonation. So I can do Cliff Clavin from Cheers, but only because he was on Legit the whole time. And I've spent a lot of time talking to John Ratzenberg. Would you do Ratzenberg to hey, Ratzenberg? Hey, John, hey, hey, Jimmy. Oh, just going to have lunch over here, I tell you what. Uh, <laughs> That's great. The, the Democrats are trying to ruin this country. Right? <laughs> That's perfect. And he used to be obsessed with uh, light bulbs. He used to go, oh, yeah, what I do is I go to uh, hardware stores. Uh, <laughs> I buy all the old light bulbs with the old filament. Because uh, these new uh, LCD, LED, I, I don't know. You can't read. Not enough light coming off them. That's Ratzenberger. Ratzenberger, Ratzenberger. And, he and did he mind you doing it in front of him? Did no, you I've it? done it in front of him. He doesn't give a shit. And he used to have like a garage filled with old light bulbs. One time I was in Kansas and he was there just, he, all he does, he goes to loads of Comic Cons and he signs like, yeah, I'm Hammy the Pig. That was like, when we did Legit, it was like when there was like a, a girl on set, if you were talking, this is, yeah, you were talking to a girl and I, I could always gauge if the girl was too young to talk to. Like, they were all over 18, but you could always gauge if the girl was too young to talk to. If okay, if the girl knew John Ratzenberg as Cliff Clavin from Cheers... She was good. Good she, to go. She's older. Good to go. You can talk to that girl. If she knew him as Hammy the Pig from Toy Story, don't, too young. Don't go there. Yeah, too young. <laughs> she still might be like 23 or something, but it's still a different, <laughs> it's a different mindset. Completely. By the way, something's on my mind right now. Something I have ADD. And I'm thinking right now still to, the, uh, to Dan. 
did he have sex that night? He got a blowjob. He got a BJ. Yeah. He did indeed. I thought we were past that, but I, yeah. I didn't want to get past it. I was like, wait, we got past it, but hey. I, I, I want to know the true story. because He ejaculated the... over that young lady's face. <laughs> Ratzenberg's right there with him. I try to help him out. I'm just working at the brothel, cleaning up, mostly mopping. Now, you say, you say you're on the spectrum. You made that uh, joke. See, I find this a weird... Because okay, I had one doctor say that... Um, what does that mean, by the way? Cause for the, people who don't know that. For what I, this is how I look at it. They, they say the spectrum's... Um, Autism. Autism, yeah. And I look at it as something that could be 1% to 100%, and I'm sitting somewhere in the 3 or 4 mark. I'm, oh, 3 or 4% autistic. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm very, I have a few little quirks that I, 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 I had to train myself to look people in the eye. In the last five years, I've gotten really good at it. Oh, so you couldn't look people in the yeah, eye? Yeah, I used to always look down whenever I never looked people in the eye all the time, and now I've gotten better at that. And But but it's also, you know, knowing when to shut up. But this is the thing. I think we're giving away too much to the spectrum. We're diagnosing personalities. Some people are just assholes, right? Some people are fully autistic and have issues and all that stuff, but some people are just awkward cunts. Some are awkward. Some are just naturally funny or naturally ADD or out there. Yeah, yeah. And you want to like, just give them a name. Everybody wants everyone, a title. Every, everyone's personality has to be given a condition. Yeah. And so when I was a kid, they tried to say I had ADD. And Tourette's like, would be something I'd say that people would say, oh, Jim Jeffries, Tourette's, that makes sense. <laughs> are you someone who tells it like it is in terms of to people's faces? Because you will address an audience. I'm not, you will I, talk I, I, I'm to not, the world. I'm not mean one-on-one with people, I don't think. I don't think ever at work or anything I've ever, you know, I don't think. I don't believe I am, but who, who this, is the, this is the problem with life is we're all the hero in our own stories. We're never the villain. And I have so many villains in my life and I've got to be the villain in some people's stories. Who's the, who's the villain in your life? Who are the villains? Oh, I have family members, ex-girlfriends, I fucking some, some teacher at the P, at PTA that fucking. All right, well, let's, you, go, you, let's go there for a second. So in, was your childhood good? It wasn't great. My childhood wasn't, I had a, a mother, I still have a mother, who was uh, very quick to, to, to strike you. She, she was very much into the physical uh, punishments, you know, and, and also she, she had unregulated, to this day, I won't date a person with diabetes, and I know that sounds really harsh, but if you say to me, like, oh, I've got diabetes, it's not a big problem, it's, it's a matter, no, I can't. Because she had it. Yeah, she had it, and she didn't manage it well, and she used to go on hypo attacks and irrational fucking... She'd come into our room and tear the room up and smash everything down. And, and she'd hit you. Was it a daily yeah, thing? Yeah, it wasn't daily. No, it wasn't daily, but it, it was, It was. you know, we, we were yelled at every day. Every single day we were yelled at. And, you know, I... I um, Did she hit you with a weapon? Like she, a... Yeah, wooden spoon. <laughs> well, no, I got hit, I got hit in the head with the, the belt buckle end of a belt, and one time my head... Cracked open with that, like blood everywhere, you know. And, and how does she do? You have to go to the doctor, and does she yeah, have to explain yeah, that yeah. to the doctor? You just say you fell off your bike, you know. Does she tell you what to say before you go in? Yeah, I don't remember the ins and outs of that, but I do remember like saying bullshit to the doctors. I don't remember like the car ride over and what you know, but I remember bullshitting to the doctor. Are you sitting there with the, like a rag on your head? I picture this little Jim Jeffries, little <laughs> J- Jimmy, and with a rag going in his mind. I hate you. I hate you. I hate yeah, you. Oh my god, no, I hate no, you. Did you have that? Really, me and my mother have made up. We made up. We, in the last year, we've had a we had a lovely chat where she apologized uh, for for a lot of the, the crappy things. And then, in all fairness, my father never um, he just didn't really discipline that much. So I feel like she thought that it was all on her lap. And I get that a little bit now with my kid. My I I do the the lion's share of the discipline with my child now. So 
you, you do feel a little bit of resentment sometimes towards the other partner because you're the one doing all the bad bad guy stuff. Well, did you learn a lot from your mom? Do you when you? Uh, you know, I I, <laughs> I, you know, I did I did learn that failure wasn't an option. You know that what wasn't an option. What wasn't an option? Failure wasn't failure an, wasn't yeah an because option. she was always like you'll be a loser. You're gonna be nothing. Well, how hard is that on you? Because I I mean I think I feel that all the time. I think a lot of people feel that. I feel like you know like I have to be great at everything, and if it's anything under, I'm a failure. Yeah, I'm trying to fix that. Yeah, well, well, but why would you ever be a failure? Look how look at you. You got a movie cinema down here and a great big house. You live in the hills. But they, exactly. Why? Why would I feel like a failure? Why would I? Because in pasta got cancelled after two seasons. Yeah, it never ends. Well, you know, I think it's it stems from childhood. I think it stems from like you know not hearing "I love you," "I'm proud of you," no matter what. I think I like Rob here. His parents were really supportive. He's 29. He's got a kid. He's he's got. You a got a fit. kid at 29. I'm 30. I got a two year old though. But he's, but he's got his Don't shit together. In the modern day, that's a little young. Yes. Uh, yeah, a little the, bit. The dads at my school, it's fucking... Cr- there's like 80-year-olds and shit. And that's something. Fair income. I go to the school, there's like this one guy who's as decrepit as fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I try, I'm helping him upstairs. I think, oh, this is someone's grandfather. No. Right? And an old grandfather for the kid's age, you know. Nah. Dad. What do you think that is? It's the oh, I'll tell you what it is. It's the old guy getting the young woman and going. Yeah, but, what do I have? Ten years anyway. Let yeah, them have what they want. They'll yeah, watch yeah, the yeah, kid. They, yeah, they can. They can have the inheritance and they have can, the fucking yeah, kid it, or whatever. Have the young girl. Yeah, yeah. I just got to show up at school plays. But it's also, <laughs> it's also like these the women that they they're having the kids with. These aren't high end girls. But I think there's a trade off. There's like a graph that someone could do that. Like the older you get. The younger the girl, the person is, the uglier she is, right? <laughs> like when you're 80, yeah. you, if, you, if you're banging a 25-year-old, it matter it's, what not gonna, like. it's not going to be high-end. Right. It's going it's to be a plump 25. Because but, but like, but they're looking at big balls hanging to your knees. Yeah, but you're like, like everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but you're no fucking stunner either. You, no. you, you smell like piss. That's no, great. And, you ca- and, like, and you're with your old mates going, she's 25. <laughs> She's 25. Eat that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's like this one guy. Like I said he's in his 80s. The wife's like 35. And it's like, what the fuck are you all doing? <laughs> but I don't understand why Rob has. I mean, he has he has a good upbringing. I think that you didn't. So I think you're young enough to have a second family. Yep. I've missed second family periods. Oh, I could have one, but I have to be older and stuff. But you could have a real good solid one. You could bang out three kids right now and then do another three in your 40. <laughs> You can have two families that they're like, like, like where the kids are like, oh, I have a brother, but I don't really know him that well. I have a half brother. I've met a few times. You could have that one. But you got to get really rich that's to do that. That's the goal. Yeah. You got to get really rich. And producing podcasting, that's where it all starts. It's really, you make a lot of money doing this. I hear they're popular now, podcast. You have a podcast. I have a podcast. Comedy Central just told me one day I had a podcast. We're doing the show and they go, and after the show, after you do the Jim Jeffries show, you'll do the Jim Jeffries podcast. And do you get paid for the podcast as well? I do. I do. I, there's a fee I get. I don't, I don't think I'm meant to get some of the advertising, but. So, so you have a dyslexia? I do have dyslexia. That I that I'm 100% sure and I have dyslexia, but I've gotten better. I've gotten... Yeah, don't don't kill Tommy for kind of telling cuz Tommy's my best friend in the no, world. No, 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 because... no. But Tommy says like it's like you really have a gift because you sort of have to memorize the whole speech of what you do on the Comedy Central. Like, you're learning the whole thing and you write a lot of it. Yeah, but like... I, I get I sort of get it down before I do it. But you know, that's How why I was do saying that? you got the glasses now. I think I'm I think I need glasses for the first time in my life. Yeah, that started about 5 years ago and it's getting worse. Yeah, because I've never needed it before, and then I couldn't read the ingredients off the side of a Coke can the other day, and I think I need them. So what the fuck, what happens then? Maybe you should start drinking Coke. 
Yeah, but I don't know. It might be healthy for me. I can't tell what's in it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe so. So what? So it's got to be sugar. I can't but, crack it. But Conan O'Brien and and the former David Letterman and all these guys and Fallon's they read a teleprompter. Yeah. They don't have to worry about forgetting that. They go, oh, you know, last night. Yeah, but uh, I'm getting so- I'm getting better at it. I'm just getting better at so it. So you are getting better at what? At I'm getting reading? Re- reading the thing. I'm, my reading's improving because I gave up on reading for so long. You, what was it? A scary? It's just I used to be in class. I remember being a kid, and when like the teacher, like the, everyone would read like five lines of a book, and then it would get go around the class. <sighs> and I remember like counting the people and counting the lines and going, "I reckon this is where I'm going to have to start reading." And I'd, <laughs> and, I'd, and I'd start sitting there just memorizing it as much as possible because I didn't want to seem like a spacker. And fucking get it wrong. So your memory is really good. My memory is good. I do so have a good if you memory. read, do you have, uh, Kristen Bell has this uh, photographic memory. Can you read a script? See, I, have a, I have a huge crush on her. I know she's married. and you know, My buddy Dax. Yeah, yeah, yeah to Dax. They yeah, seem and, very happy. And me and, and, and me and Dax have a lot of similar friends. And I, I don't know why I just said that, but I think she's adorable. She's a great, great girl and she's brilliant. She's yeah. really smart and she can read a script and memorize it and shoot it like in an hour. Whereas me, I'm getting, I'm, I'm freaking out. I need a day or two. I got to learn it. I want to really know it inside out. You don't need to do that. Uh, no, I, yeah, I, I learn it the night before. The worst thing that happens in my show is if like a big news story drops um, overnight. I'm sitting at home like, ah, oh, fuck. I got to learn that tomorrow. Yeah, I got to learn that tomorrow. Do, do you improvise? It's like, it's like Trump fucking sense. Yeah, we improvise loads in the show. Actually, yeah. yeah. Um, but we do a lot of like, we do two rehearsals in the morning. And we sort of rehearse, improvise in those, and then sometimes we improvise a lot in those, and then it goes into the script. And yeah. then, you know. Do you get you know. nervous? Um, yes and no. I, I, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess. I get more nervous acting. You do? Yeah, going on a, going on a set to act, I, uh, I'm out of my comfort zone, you know. And I, I, but I, I, I got to the stage with Legit where I was like getting used to it. And just as I was getting confident, they fucking canceled the show where I was like happy to do it all the time. Hey, but you started out like a theater. You're doing ballet and I you did, musical theater, I which did, is I wasn't really... doing ballet. <laughs> I heard you were doing, or they call it ballet. No, I, I, I studied musical theater. I actually, weird did you say that? I had to do, I had to do a class. It was in Wikipedia. You did ballet. I had to do a ballet course one hour a oh, week. Well. For, for one semester. Were you good? No, I just had to pass it. I remember like I had a, I had a class of tap dance. I studied musical theater. I had a class of tap dance. And at one stage, I was just at the top of my stairs because that was the only bit of the house that had sort of a landing that was right. And I, had, I was just in my underwear, a pair of socks and some tap shoes. And I was practicing all my time steps. I fell down the fucking stairs and I rolled, I just tripped and I fell down, I rolled down the stairs and almost was concussed. And I was thinking if I died, then that would have been just a horrific. Humiliating. Humiliating. There's underwear and tap shoes. Oh my God. And like fucking blood all around me. Do you ever do it anymore? Do you ever get in front no. of a tap dance? No. But you can sing. Is it true you sing opera? I, I sang for the Australian Opera in two productions, but I wouldn't say I could sing opera. The guy, the guy who was Dan's brother... He's a full, from the brothel story, he's a full-time opera singer. From the brothel story. Yeah. <laughs> from Legit, which you can catch on iTunes yeah, for yeah. $2.99 so he, an episode. He's, he's a full-time opera singer, the guy in real life. But you, do you sing, what's, what's your favorite music? Um, you like Chicago? I, I, no, I like bands from Britain from the 90s. Duran Duran? I like Oasis and Blur and that type of, and then I like sort of grubby Australian rock like ACDC. And, you don't like 70s like The Who? I don't mind The Who. I love The Beatles. I got a lot of Beatles stuff. I've always liked the Beatles. Uh, I like the Kinks. I like, uh, you know, I, I, but I really, 
a lot of stuff from the 90s, but ever since then, you know, I've, I've picked up like Kasabian and The Killers. It's the only bands from like two, the 2000s. And it's like, they're like my new bands. <laughs> I don't listen to anything really after like 95. I, I, I just can't do it. I see the lineup for Coachella and I'm like, fuck me. The only thing there is like, I could see Weezer. Yeah, there's Weezer and I think OMD. Remember OMD? Yeah. I liked OMD. Yeah, there's like two or three bands early on. And then the rest are just And like, then I'm like, I got to see Childish Gambino. I, I know that one song. One time I was doing Montreal and him, Donald Glover, right? Yeah. He was the act that, that was on before me in the little shitty, shitty like sort of 80 seater that I was on before. You know, so we used to cross over in our dressing room. Every, we had the same dressing room. We used to cross over every right. night. I remember saying to him, I said, because he was on Community at that stage, no one thought of him as a musician or anything. And I said, so, and he was doing stand-up at this thing. And I said, so, uh, I said, how is it working with Ches- Chevy Chase? Oh, he uh, didn't. He hated him. Yeah, and, right. uh, and he goes, yeah, you know, well, he's like an old dude, you know. He's like trying to be diplomatic. And then the guy gets fired. And then I'm like, yeah, but come on. Chevy Chase. This was my favorite growing up. You're my favorite. No, my favorite. Him and Rodney Dangerfield were my favorites. I, I go on about Chevy Chase. I've never met a person who's met Chevy Chase who has a nice word to say about Chevy Chase. He was nice to me. Was he? He was nice to me a few times. I almost did. I, my friend and I, we pitched a vacation sequel, and we thought it was terrific. And we got Chevy and Beverly D'Angelo attached, and I talked to Chevy a few times, and he was super cool. And then we went to New Line, and New Line said, we love the pitch. We just don't want them as a big part in, this, in the movie. Really? Yeah, they, they wanted to have a minor part or no part. And so our pitch didn't work for them. But he was nice to me, and I saw him at a restaurant a while back, and he, was, he just came up to the table and pretended he was a waiter. It was like the old Chevy Chase. But I didn't work with him. I didn't see all that stuff. So I, all I'm getting is my... But you've I, heard the stories, I've right? heard a lot of the stories where there's some racist stories, and I'm like, I, 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 is he racist? This isn't my place to say it. I'm not the person who he said it to, and I'm hearing it third hand. So. See, I, I hate to judge people based on what other people say, but if he got fired, obviously a lot of people were upset by it. I one time went to Frank Zappa's old house. Sure, it was right down the street. Right down the street. Yeah, for me. To have dinner, because Moon Zappa is friends with my ex, Hank Smeller. Moon Zappa, I know Moon. I yeah. Think. No, wait, I, with a guitar player. She's, yeah, no, that, that, that's uh, uh, Dweezil. Dweezil and then Ahmed, Ahmed is the Yeah, and there's a whole, I don't know, there's something. There's a lot of, the, a lot the of families, right, right, right. But, but uh, this is before the mother died. It was gay. And it was, it was, it was uh, the Zappers and uh, Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah. Which I think lives next door. Right. And the two kids that are like Al Pacino's kids with Beverly yep, D'Angelo. the twins. And Jeff Garland. Yeah. Oh, it was a good mix. That's that's a good name drop. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a great name <laughs> drop. What's wrong with that? And I, D'Angelo, she's great. And, and I remember because I was saying to Gail Zappa, and I said, I said, uh, Did you say Gail. Yeah, her name was Gail. Okay, why? It just yeah. seems odd for Moon Amit Zappa to. Yeah, but she was Gail. Not, yeah, but she wasn't born. She was the mother. Oh yeah, she, she wasn't was, born as Zappa. Right, right. She wasn't born with a fucked up name. Yeah, it's, it's not like you marry Frank Zappa and all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, Frank Gale. Your name is Storm Gale. <laughs> yeah, I remember because she she sat there and I said, and she, uh, John Lennon had been in that house, right? And I was like, wow, John Lennon's been in here, right? When he, Are you like that? Are you starstruck? I get like that. I get starstruck about legend legends. You know, I met Paul McCartney at the comedy store and I could, could hardly talk. I could hardly did he talk. watch you perform? He did. And he thought you were funny as shit? He did, and he came up to me, and it was me, 
Judd Apatow, Aziz Ansari, and Chris D'Elia. Those are and, big names. And so all like mildly famous human beings yeah. and then like a hugely famous human being. And, and Paul McCartney goes into the bathroom. They sort of block. And people didn't know he was in the room. He was just sitting in the corner booth. He's just sitting in the corner. And afterwards, they go, they go hey, he's gone to the bathroom. So we all, with our, hand, with our cameras in our hands, just sort of lingered out the front of the bathroom. So Apatow is, and Zari. You're waiting and, for Paul to, waiting for Paul to Mc, pinch one off. Paul McCartney to come out of the bathroom because the security was letting him go by himself, right? And he comes out. And he comes out. And he just knew how to make every single one of us feel special for three seconds. What did he say to you? And he never stopped moving. He kept moving the whole time. What? Like so, leaving? Like leaving? So he kept, you know how like his head's always slightly wobbling? Like he's yeah, always, yeah, yeah. he's yeah, like, right. oh, oh, hey, hello, hey, how you doing there? All right, all right, great. You know what I mean? It's like he's always very close to going, woo. You know what I mean? Like did he's you get a right. picture? No, no, no. But someone took a picture over my shoulder of me talking to him. And he comes out and he goes, I didn't know I was going to see all you superstars out here. Look at you, hey, look at you. He goes, hey, you were funny. You were funny. He goes, you, you're a dirty one to me, right? Oh. And I was like, ah. <laughs> That's brilliant. You met Paul McCartney. Yeah, yeah. So you were starstruck. That's the one time you were starstruck. No, I was very starstruck when I met Paul McCartney. Have you met Brad? Yeah, Brad Pitt, your friend. Brad, with. Brad. He's been well, on the we're show. Not, we're, not, he's, he's, we're not mates, but I I think if we saw each other at a party, we'd get along. I, he he liked my stand-up and then just offered to do the TV show. He was yeah, very nice. Just nervous. like that. Yeah. Yeah, he just, he, it was he offered to do how, it. Come on, how cool is it? Do you know you're doing something well when you're doing your stand-up, then somebody says, like Brad Pitt says, hey. Yeah, yeah, like Come he's, on. yeah, they said that, uh, my, we had the same management company and they said that Brad's been asking about you or something. And I was like, oh, and so then what do you do with that information? So you, you hadn't really met him? No. And he just he said showed he... up to set? Oh no, I met him before that. I went and met him and did an interview thing with him and before that, before we actually did the show, but then he came to the set and I organized with it by texting him saying, Hey, you could be our weatherman, blah, 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 blah. And the problem was all the writers on the show the, and all the producers, he was only communicating through me. And so I was they like... They didn't know anything. No one had any numbers <laughs> or anything like that. And I go, get a trailer, get a this. He's showing up. He's going to be here at nine. And like, we feel, he's going to be here at like 11. And we film at like 12. And you don't know what you're doing. And everyone's done a rehearsal and that type of stuff. And they're like, so Brad Pitt's coming, Jim. Like, I'm, a, like I'm an idiot. Who's just like delusional. I said, yeah, Brad Pitt's going to show up. And he's going to do, write something. Yeah, and write a sketch for Brad Pitt. And they he's, did. He's going to be our weatherman. And then it was like 11, 10, 11, 15. And I texted him. I was like, if he doesn't show up. You feel like a Because I've been big, bigging this up for a long time. And then on he came. And it's funny because we did a little rehearsal before we let the audience in. And it's like all the, like when Brad Pitt was on set. Right. Every female and one of their friends and every guy's wife showed up like a bunch of salivating dogs. Yeah. They all just... Even sort of, straight guys. You saw yeah, that. yeah, yeah. They all came and sat. They found a reason. The caterers found a reason to if be you in had, If you had to S a D, would you... Would, would, if you had to, would it be Brad Pitt's? An S a D? Suck a dick? Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. Why not? That's what I think. I think, you know, people think of, you know, it's like... If you had to. Would you suck the nicest looking dick in the world over the worst looking vagina? Like the worst, like a big, fat, warty, fucking. Warty. Warty, fucking. How man. long is the sucking? They're both the same time. 30 seconds on both. You know what? I'd probably have to lick the warty vagina for 30 seconds. No, I seconds. think I'd go the most. Pri- this dick's pristine, man. The pristine you dick. Could, you could eat off if this dick. If, you, you, you could, could take the load too. 
No, no, it's 30 seconds. I'm not that no, no, good no, at a no, blowjob. No, no, no one's getting... I don't know. If, no I, one's if blowing. that was my dick, it might be 30 seconds. Yeah, no one's blowing. They're let me, would you... I always ask my friends, I mean, if you had... If, would, you, would you S.A.D. for like a million dollars? I wouldn't because I have a million dollars, but when 10 I... 10 million cash. When I didn't have a million... 10 million mil- cash right now. No, I don't need it. But 10 million cash for just sucking one D? <sighs> would you? I think I might think about it. As Do long you, as it was on my chest. Is, is that what's nah. in this box? Yeah. Is that what you brought me here for? No, what box? <laughs> no, that's just... <laughs> I don't know what's in that box. I think it's pillows. Yeah. How I do don't... we get into the S, the Ds? That was my fault, wasn't it? Would you S Brad Pitt's D? Yeah, I, I don't know. Pro- if I don't need the money, how how would $10 million make you more happy and then you always have the memory of sucking the dick? Yeah, I think that would torment me a little bit. Yeah. But I don't know. How, how often do you go to therapy? You know, I was going uh, twice a week, once a week. You know, I haven't gone for a while. Um, I get in my ruts, and then I have to sort of go. I, I think for for me, it's just like I know what I need to do. There's like, there's these people that I'm gonna name up. Carrie Fisher was a good friend of mine, and Carrie Fisher. I might have told this story, but she had always had the best advice to me, Jim. She always, I would tell her something. She and was she's, on legit. She was on legit. She was on legit. She was on your show. I didn't know that. Season two. She said. I didn't watch season two. She said, "Lick my pussy about fifteen times." Yep, that's she, Carrie. She played, she played a uh, a sexually aggressive uh, uh, studio executive. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. But for me, she would always give the best advice. I could see her giving advice to other people, and she'd say this. She wanted, but she wouldn't follow the advice always. Right. So she'd get this great advice from her therapist. The therapist would tell her, and she would get it. She'd understand it. I would think it through, and I would. It, but she wouldn't act on it. She wouldn't listen to that advice, but she gave that great advice. Right. Do you think that you're a person that kind of like goes to a therapist? you go to a therapist? I haven't for a while. I, I don't know if it works for me. I find overly talking about my problems makes me think about my problems too much. I'm a, I'm a, I still I do do it, but I, I am a very big fan of just burying things deep down. <laughs> do you do you think you have a lot of issues that you just uh, you you have down here that you just would rather keep down there? Yeah, I don't. But, but you got to also understand that doesn't everybody have a lot of issues? Like like why why are we all just such pussies about the whole thing? Well, I think because sometimes you continue to do things that are crazy. If you can repeat the same shit you're doing, and you know is the this, outcome, okay, you're, you're single. Yeah, I'm single. Yeah, okay. Is this part of the reason that you're you're worried about? Well, I feel like you keep thinking that each relationship you has is a failure, and why is it them? It can't be them every time, or is it maybe you? I just think. Are your parents still together? No. Okay, so here we're getting to something now. So your parents aren't together, but you also can't hold things together. But you have what some would call a successful life, and you're handsome. And you, you seem think, to be you think even you, with this beard. You seem quite eloquent. You talk quite well. Do I? Yeah, you do. But I, I talk about asking D's. How am I eloquent? I know, but your thought process is maybe what's what's holding it. See, this is all they fucking do. They just talk. Oh, this I rope. see what you're doing. They just do this rubbish to you the yeah, whole but, time. And at the end of it, you don't know anything. The reason you haven't got a girlfriend is because you didn't like any of them. And you'll meet one that you do like one day, and then that one will be dead. And then, everyone dies alone. <laughs> so you still talk to your mom. I still I just saw my mother. Yeah, just saw my mother in Australia just the other day. I, you, talk, I talked to her about it once a week. Do you say I love you, mom? I do. I say I love you, mom, and I mean it. I say I love you, mom. Did it take a while to get there? Uh, she always said it to me, so I always said it back, you know. Even if you didn't, you just said it? Yeah, I always did. I always did. Even after all the bad stuff, I always did. I never never not loved her. I, I, I credit my mother for a lot of uh, the, the good things in my life. Uh, good work ethic and stuff like that. Wow. 
Yeah, and I, I was like, a lot of my mates that I grew up with who had the sort of the easy breezy parents, they all fucking, they never did anything with their fucking lives. You know what I mean? But, yeah. They didn't have to get up and go that, you know, because I, I am a believer that, okay, so I love Noel Gallagher. His dad beat the shit out of him, right? Michael Jackson, the dad beat the fucking shit out of him. You don't get Michael Jackson or Noel Gallagher through positive reinforcement. You know, that's why so many comedians are fucked up people because it's, there's something proving. You have to prove yourself, prove yourself, yeah. prove yourself. So you never felt like you had to prove yourself. No, I feel like I did always have to prove myself, and that's why my work ethic was good. Yeah, my work ethic's always been pretty good. Your parent, were your parents abusive? Well, I think, you know, I wouldn't say my parents, like, what's the worst thing your mother ever did? She hit you, what's the worst thing that you can remember? Uh, she used to come into the room in the middle of the night, and she'd smash up everything in your room, like tip over cupboards and that type of stuff, and then scream. While you were sleeping? While you were sleeping, Did she ever yeah. hit you while you slept? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. While you were sleeping? Yeah, yeah, wake you up to, she'd be angry and be raging. Wait, 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 wait. She goes into a room and hits you while you're sleeping. Picks, picks you up and rips you off the bed and smashes. Why would she do it that? Why wouldn't she do it while she was awake? Was she drunk? No, she just, no, she didn't. She never drank. She never drank alcohol. It was just a, it was diabetes. Yeah, diabetes. It was a big fat woman with diabetes that was eating chocolate all day. Does she feel bad? About she does. Yes, yeah, she does. Does she apologize now? She has. She's, apo- she's apologized. And she doesn't mind you talking about it openly about how she abused I, you. I'm sure she does. Mind it completely, but you asked me the question. I'm just being honest with you. I appreciate that. My, <laughs> my mother, I, my mother dumped oatmeal in my head and mustard once. It made me go to school. She didn't beat me religiously, wake me up, but she, you know, she hit me. A wait, few a minute, times. wait a minute, she dumped oatmeal in your head and made you go to school. Was that all in the same day? Or that no, two, there were two separate instances. Two separate instances. She incidents. made you go to school. Huh? She made me just go. In fact, I remember the librarian, Mrs. Camacho, looked at me and go, "Michael, what's in your hair?" And I said, "It's oatmeal." <laughs> And mustard? Why did she do the mustard? Mustard was another time where she goes, I don't give a shit if you don't want to eat it. And just sprayed it all over my head. She did a lot of drugs as a, as a kid, and she was like, she has um, um, what I probably have, which is, what do they call it, arrested development, and she was pregnant at 16, and she went through an abusive relationship, and so I, I forgive her, I love right, her. Right, so your mother's only 16 years older than you? No, no, no. My mother had her first kid oh. and the first marriage, and then married my dad when she, my dad was eighteen, and my mom was now twenty three with a, a, a five and a six year old. Right. So my dad was nineteen, had me, and so they, I grew up with young parents. So your dad's like nineteen. My dad's twenty years older than me. Nineteen years older than me. That's creepy. Maybe he could be like your mate. Yeah, maybe, but it's we're, we're so far apart, and we, we've had such a really weird relationship. It's only in the last two years that we become sort of like he's turning a corner. He's uh, Are your parents still together? No, they've been divorced for, for a long time. My, my dad just divorced his second time. My mom's in her third marriage. My so sister's like, like married. Plausibly, four times. your your dad has dated women who are very similar to your age. My yes, my my. How did, how did you know that? Because it's that's how they go. When well, they my get dad older did than... marry a, a woman my age, but then they just got divorced. She was a Filipino woman, and uh, but she he had a lovely uh, a couple daughters. One that's um, really sick, and one that's great. But anyway, it was the. And one that's great. A sick one can be a good person <laughs> no, as well. I don't mean she's not great. She's just really sick. The other one's healthy. Okay, that's what I mean. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, like like I, I I look at you and I'm like, oh my god, how could I dare talk about. You know the shit that happened to me when I hear that you got no, the shit you had, beat you had, out of like you. you had your, your parents divorce all the time. And what is it with us all all us fucking entertainers that we have to be such whingy little bitches and talk about our shitty childhoods all the time? When when I think that the childhood can be looked at from many different angles. There, there was a lot of good stuff that happened in my childhood. Yeah, yeah I had some good stuff in my yeah, childhood. I'm not blaming stuff. my parents. In fact, I forgive them both for anything they did. They've apologized. My mother. I think the thing that bothers me most is when one, someone always wants something. When they're always asking, like you don't, I don't have enough. So so-and-so bought their mother this. They don't have it. It's always the guilt trip of, like, giving me. I like when people don't ask me for things, I always give them things. Yes. 
I've always been like that. So I, I just, I just, I start to resent people when they always ask things from so me. So your your parents ask for money. My mother. Yeah. My mother, absolutely. Yeah, I bought her a house and I've given her a lot of money. You bought her a house. Yeah. That's fucking. I bought my dad a car. But that's nothing. That's nice, but I'm not as rich as you nearly. And by the what way, what are you talking? I about? bought this house. Hang on. You've here. been on TV for fucking decades now. All right, that's true. I bought this house for way less than you think I bought this house for. But what year? It was built in '99. I bought it in 2003 for like 900 grand. Yeah, okay, that's about right. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, it's not like I mean, that's a lot of money if you're in the Midwest or somewhere I grew up. That's a big house, but out here, you know as well as I do, with taxes and shit like that, you got to keep making money. But when you're giving money to family, you're giving money around, you're very good. You start mm. to go. Um, well, you get a call from your business manager, and he says, "Hey, what's going on?" You use a business manager? Yeah, you don't have one. No, I don't. you don't have a business manager. No, you make millions of dollars every year. Yeah. You sell out stadiums. No. You don't have someone managing your money? No, I've heard too many stories of people losing it. Well, how do you do it then? You're good with math? Yeah. You're good with stocks? You have a portfolio? I don't need a portfolio. You put it in a high interest account. I buy properties around the place, rent them out. What are you going to do fucking stocks for? Yeah, well, like, especially it's like, now. It's like you have stocks. You, you go, oh, they go, on average, this account's going to fucking go up by 8%. If you put it in a high interest account that you can't touch, you get fucking 3.8. So why the fuck are you for for four more percent? How much money can you put for, in that? There's for, a limit. For, for four more percent, you're gambling on the stock market. Buy fucking property. Property never goes anywhere. Three point eight percent. Yeah. How much money can you put on that? Isn't there yeah. a limit? You can open up several of them. And that's what you do. Yeah. Well, I don't have I don't have a lot. I'm not a lot of liquid assets, but I I buy I buy property. No business manager. I've had one for twenty years, and I've given him a lot of money. Are you, you, saying, you, get, you can't figure out simple fucking math. You can't figure out that if you get the money in, like you need another individual. Now to you look sound at, like my dad. To I'm look, an idiot. To now look at your to look Jim. at your money and go go. This is what you do. All right. You try. Don't spend it. Try to have more coming in well, than going you, out. Well, don't you want to have the time to really be creative and do the things you fucking like? You don't want to have to have. You want somebody to manage your shit so you it can takes do like it. One day every two weeks. One day every two weeks. What do you do for that day? No, like a couple of hours, just checking on everything. You just go look it up and go, oh, look, it went up 3.8%. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Do you pay your own phone bills? You have all that stuff paid for. Do you do it every week? I write a check. Jim Jeffries, here's 26 to the AT&T. Yeah, auto pay. I have all on direct debit, yeah. You have all on direct debit? Yeah. Every payment you have, you just, do by yourself. Just, I feel like an ultimate loser. Yeah. <laughs> I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in a business manager. Yeah, but has he made you millions? millions no but he's uh i mean he takes care of me we should call him up and you should fire him right now i should get his number it sounds like life's a lot easier well, i probably pay him forty thousand dollars a year managing my shit mm -hmm. yeah, more. Right. You, i have i have an accountant that like that does like all my accounts and has all my checks what and do you pay him to, oh, pay i him? pay him a good twenty thousand a year or something yeah okay but he, he handles all that shit he handles everything yeah and my 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 taxes are very difficult because I have to Australian file, and I have to file in different countries. I have to file in every state that I perform in as well. So you have to do the different state taxes, and I do something like twenty states a year. Jesus! So that's you know makes it harder. How do you prepare for your uh, shows? Do you just like go around the circuit like because I, I did it last year for a whole year where I did like I try I wanted to do it because I fucking wanted to, you know Harlan Williams is buddy of mine and Bobby Lee and they said do it so I did like 50, 50 shows comedy store all this and I figured you build it you build a setup till you get a whole set right yeah I, I I in the early days yes but now I don't have to bother with that I I just take a, put put a joke in take a joke out 
And then by the time I've got a whole new set re like ready to go, I hope that like the recording of my last special comes out and then I start doing the whole new set. And then I take a joke in, put a joke out until it gets to like where I'm happy with it. And then I record it. And then with all the, all the bits that I've taken out, I have that ready to go with a new set. So, and, and usually, so I'm on a completely new set at the moment than I was. I mean, who do you, do, who do you uh, work on your shit with? Who do you sit there and talk to before you I go the, on stage? I got, I got the guys who open up for me and stuff like that, but I don't really think about it. You just go on stage one night, 20 minutes, and just talk. No, what I do is, when I'm doing my shows now, I have like, at the moment, I got like a big story at the beginning, and then that I'm doing that takes about 30 minutes, and then I've got a big story at the end that's about 30 minutes, and then in between, I dick around with new ideas and hope that something sort of hits. Yeah. And I do, I do that in front of thousands of people. I don't do that in comedy clubs. I've never known, understood why people go, oh, you, like, like, okay, I'm getting up tonight at the Laugh Factory, but it's only because I haven't gigged for a while and I, I'm about to go on tour in Asia and I just wanted to be sort of match fit, just like... Are you going to do an hour? I'm going to do like 30 minutes or something. And you just do part of that act? Yeah, just part of that act, but just because I haven't done stand-up in a couple of weeks. Now, if, if for some reason some stuff didn't work, will you still not use it in Asia? Yeah, I still, I don't know if, if I was confident in it because often, you know, you need, I always go by the test it out three times because sometimes it might be the audience and if it doesn't work three times, then it's just never going to work. Never gonna no work. matter how much you think it's awesome, it's just never going to work. Do you ever get upset with the audience? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. I have a, I have a, yeah. Yeah. I, I've never stormed off stage, but I've, I've definitely had some. Not hissy fits moments, but I've had some moments where I've said, I've told them all off and said, you're all a bunch of cunts. Like why? Why would you say that? I just sometimes, and not often, but sometimes when people just are heckling so much and it's mindless heckling. It's not just one person. They're all yelling out and it's like, why, what am I even doing here? There was one time in Auckland that happened and it was just like this, the audience was just so stupid that I was just like, fuck this. And I haven't been back to New Zealand. Do you ever get beat up? I've been punched on stage, famously, yeah. Oh, yeah, I heard about that, but I didn't see it. Can you watch that on video? Yeah, yeah, it's on the internet. The guy punches you out. What did you say to From him? From 2006, I believe. I didn't see that, Rob. Did you see that? I don't think so. What is um, that? I didn't say anything to him. He just was not enjoying the show. I mean, you must have said something offensive. No. <laughs> I'd said some, <laughs> I said some offensive things, but nothing directly to him. He hadn't heckled. And he walked on the stage, and you just looked at him? He ran on the stage and just punched me, yeah. And knocked you down? Mm, yes. And no. He, he only glanced me. I was all right. I actually had to do the, the late spot as well. So and you still did it? Yeah, I did another spot. I came out and, and, and finished my set. The audience came and rushed him and started beating him up, and it's all on film. People always go that, like, I, I look like... Um, I couldn't handle myself in a fight. I don't think I can really handle myself in a fight. But, but I, I people are like, why didn't you defend yourself? It's like I didn't know I was in a fight. Just someone just started just punching happened. you, and you start sort of ducking well, and weaving. Probably because you're Australian, and they always figure Australians are tougher than any other. Uh, it was in Ma people. Manchester, England. Yeah, Manchester, England. And it's still to this day that was the first place in the world I sold out a theatre. And to this day, if I, I go before in Manchester, it's like they have like uh, they like me there. I always sell loads of tickets. You ever get security guards, extra security guards? No, in although last time I was in Manchester, I did like an hour and a half show. It was the last day of the British tour, and I got fucking leather drunk. Where I was like crowd surfing, and and then some people were like really angry with me, like, "Oh, you were too drunk on stage." But what they don't know is that the show was already over. I was just doing that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, do you can you perform drunk? Have you done it a lot? Oh yeah, yeah, thousands of times. Yeah, not thousands, a hundred. Not hammered. Like how many drinks can you have before? I know hammered, hammered. I can do it. I can perform blackout drunk. Hammered, blackout drunk. You can perform. Yes. 
You don't get nervous, you get more confidence. Not more confidence. Sometimes you go, oh, I've drunk too much here. But you, you just treat it like you're talking to your parents and you've come home drunk and you're trying to act like you're sober. But like a little bit drunk, there's four drinks is like my sweet spot with comedy. And then like six, it's starting to get a bit... Ugh. Do you need a drink to be on stage? I prefer a drink to be on stage, but I'm not going to have a drink tonight. I'm not drinking. And I never drink two nights in a row anymore either. That's your rule, not two nights in a row no you matter just, what. I physically can't take it anymore. Just waking up with hangovers twice. You're just like, uh, especially if you're flying to different cities. If I was doing... Back in the days when I was doing comedy clubs, it was okay because you were in the same city for, for four or five nights. And because you were in the same city, you got to sleep in every day. And so, you know, but when you got to be up for a flight at nine and they're picking you up at seven and, you know, fuck that. Do women wait for you after shows? Do they love you? No. They come on, they have to. No. You're a my, funny guy, you sell my, out shows. My, my audience is, my audience is uh, primarily men and the women who are at my show. Even if I'm playing like 10,000, the women who are at the show are on dates with men. You know, no, I'm not going to say it's never happened, but it's not commonplace. But no, you know, you can do all right being famous or whatever, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I've, you know. Who sees you dark? Who sees you in your darkest times where you're like, just Jim, you're not here being funny. You're naturally, you're going, do you, do you go home and just are like, um, I, you know, I, I guess close friends, you know what I mean? There's no one person who's my go-to. I'm feeling down. I, I, my brother, Scott, probably. I you ever call Scott and say, hey, Scott, I don't know, I'm just down. I just Yeah, yeah. And he's like, what are you talking about? You have a hit show? You have all this? He's yeah, like, I don't yeah. know. I, f- I feel like half a human. I don't yeah, yeah. I I did, feel like I, I want to jump I, off a bridge. I call I call my brother up and do that from time to time. Yeah, yeah I do that. I've cried in front of my brother. Yeah. He's like, what, are you crying? I go, yeah, I just I, I can't get it together, man. It doesn't happen a lot. No, not a lot. I usually cry to myself. And he, he does the same thing to me. We're codependent that way. Really? Do you usually do it when you're drunk? Um, no, I normally do it the next day when I'm hungover. That's when I feel like the lowest of the low is when I, when the hangover is there and I haven't slept and I don't you know. But during, I'm always happy when I'm drunk. Oh, <laughs> are you a fun drunk? Or are you I'm like? A, I think are I'm you a, out of control? I, I think I'm a very fun drunk. I am. I am a Larry drunk. I'm a. I'm What's a loud, that? I'm loud. I'm the type of guy who'll stand up on a bar drunk. You know, I'm like that. But I. I'm not. A, I'm not aggressive or nasty. Or you anything. just major. Do you look at somebody and make a joke about that person? And no, I don't think I'm a mean drunk. I don't think I'm mean. No, not a no I, I don't. I don't think so. Many. So I'm. I'm sure that some people might say different. I think you're incredibly like now. Like we, you text. You're very thoughtful. You'll text something. We'll like something on each other's Twitter. But now getting to sit here and talk with you, I see this guy who's like you. Like you're genuine. Oh, thank you're you. genuine. I think you got a dark side that you get sad like me. We get lonely. I think we both are looking for the same thing you want. That love that you find eventually. That's yeah. like there forever. That will watch you shit your pants and say I'm still here. You know, but uh, uh, that shit your pants, love. Yeah, the shit your pants, love. Do you have that right now, Rob? Have you ever shit your pants and Natalie's right there with you? I mean, she would be. You think she would be? <laughs> We've got a kid, so I'm I, I'm telling you a story on stage at the moment about shitting my pants in front of one of my exes. Really shitting your pants? I love that you talk about shit stuff. My father's funny because he came and saw my show in uh, Sydney the other day, and he said to me, he goes, he goes, I, I like the show. It's just too much about pooing. And I said, what should I do different? And he goes. You, you do the funny faces. Do more faces. That was his idea. Wait, wait. He thought your comedy was your faces are funny. Yeah, he do goes, more funny. He goes things. now because we had like big screens up because they were like arenas. And he goes now that the, the camera is right in on your face. Do as many funny faces as you can. That, that people love that. Let me see one of those faces. I don't know love. what face he's what talking he about. He probably... I don't know what the face is. 
You know what it is. I don't know. He I doesn't don't know. say this is the face of talking about Jim. It's funny because you know Brad Williams, right? No. Oh, Brad, Brad Williams is uh, is a stand-up comedian around town and in, in, in quite popular. He was opening up for me on my on my tour in Australia. He's a dwarf, right? And, I think I have met him. Yeah, I think I have. And uh, and Brad, my dad walks up to Brad and he goes, oh, "I've seen this little fella on the TV." That's how he. That's how he addressed a dwarf. What would the guy say? What did Williams say? And he goes, "Ah, oh, hi, hi, Mister Jeffries, like that." And he, and he goes, "What show did I see you on?" And then he goes, "Your son's show." I was on your son's show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, that's the one. I only, Legit, right? I only watched that in the cricket. <laughs> that makes sense. Does your mom think you're funny? No. Does she? Say, does she never say? She, she's, she's, so not, she's not allowed. She's not allowed to come to the shows anymore. Because she doesn't enjoy him. I get more stressed out when she's there. Do you get stressed out when certain people come to the show? My mother, when my mother's there. How long have you been doing it? Uh, 18 years. 18 years. Yeah. You know what I'd love to do? I'm doing these little animated things now online where it's like for, for certain episodes that I really like. And we mm. animate them. So yeah. this one will probably be animated because you're really good. Oh. So you'll have an animated Is, is this a good episode? I, I haven't listened to your other episodes. What normally goes I on? think you'd like them. I mean, I think people are like, Who's your you know. favorite guest? I mean, Kristen Bell was fantastic. Dak Shepard was great. Henry Winkler was great. Henry Winkler? Uh, oh, he was fantastic. Bobby Lee was Bobby right. Lee's hilarious. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, a lot of them, they're just all different. Jennifer Love Hewitt was fun. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. I always wondered, why did she go out with, what's his name? Jamie Lee Curtis? Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> what was she thinking? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, he's, he's an odd bird that one. But I think maybe comedians, people, women think com- some comedians are funny. If you make them laugh, you win a girl over. But I would have gone out with her. I, yeah. I was just there. You're, doing a, good looking, you're a good looking guy. Well, I'm, I'm as good looking but as you. But you didn't ask her out. I never got to meet her. But well, Jamie Kennedy, what was she thinking? Should I ask her that? I don't know. <laughs> maybe I should ask her that. Oh, I'm sure Jamie's very nice. I don't know. I want to do the animation, but you know, since you were an opera singer and you were a singer, there's something you got to sing. No, I can't sing anymore. I've, I've had I've had um, uh, vocal surgery. You have the polyps or whatever. Yeah, cut off. Wait a minute. So if I say like the, I had him cut off in 1997. If Chicago is playing in the car, Toto, or a 70s band that you like, or ACDC, you're not going to sing. Or are you going to just go? Mm-hmm. I'd sing a bit. I'm not going to sing for you right now. You won't do it. No, that's one thing you won't do. I won't do it. No. I do many things, but I won't do black that. Black and black! Yeah, because that's not really the training I had, but I can't sing anymore. But you could sing, Lord, I'm I could have in the day. Back in the day. I, I, I was a tenor. I wouldn't even be a, I'd be a low baritone now. Like, just deep? Yeah, just small range, really. I've just I, lost notes off the top. I thought for sure in those commercials on your show, there was a commercial you did for America, where we're just in another country, or we're just a country in a bunch of other countries. There was a commercial in uh, the Comedy Central show. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you don't remember that? I don't remember the ad. I thought you were singing the song. I thought I bet it's him because he's a singer. No, that wasn't me. Oh, I know that. Oh, we're just a country. And no, that was one yeah. of the writers who wrote that. Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe that was you singing. No, nah, no, nah, didn't get to do that. Yeah, didn't get to do that. Hey, this has been a lot of fun. Is this all right? Did I don't you know. Have fun? I feel like it was very long. How many, do you? What's well, edited? How many people are staying to the end of this? Let me tell you something. It's been an hour and t- fifteen minutes. Oh, that's not too bad. No. Bad. Was I entertaining? I, I honestly think this is fantastic. Rob, you talk about anything. I, this is why I want it to be longer. Somehow cut short 45 minutes. Did Henry Winkler talk about his abusive childhood that wasn't he cool? He did. He fucking talked about that. He was dark. Like you're, like, you're funny. You're dark. You're, like, all over the place, but you're lovable. This is, people Hen- are going to like Henry, you. Henry Winkler. Was, is he Jewish, Henry Winkler? So he is. 
Yeah, fun. Yes, he talks like this. I had this, Michael. I would ask him questions like, did you ever have a girl ask you to put the jacket on from the Fonz and have sex with you? He's like, it might have happened. I don't know. I'm not going to say. Did you ever go, hey. I, I, also, the, the whole thing about the idea of Fonzie is he may be the most pathetic character <sighs> in television history. Why is that? The idea that he was the epitome of cool is ridiculous. Hey. He was a man in his early 30s that lived in a studio apartment. Hanging out with high in, school kids. In suburbia, above a home in Milwaukee. Now, this is a guy who hasn't got his shit together. But people fell for it. And hanging around at a milk bar and going, going fucking, my office is the toilet. And trying to fuck teenage girls. He is history's most pathetic man. And people loved him. And I, I, all I wanted to be was him. Right. How are you writing that script where you just go, okay, here's the deal. He lives above the Cuttingham's house. He has a house, He has a room. He has an apartment without a kitchen. He just goes downstairs and eats food with. He wears a leather jacket and goes, "Hey, hey, Colomundo, hey, Fonzarelli, <laughs> right?" That's what he did. Yeah, and then he hangs in the milk bar and gets high school girls to just jump over to him. And nobody thought it was a big deal if he went out with high school girls. Scratcher, right? Nowadays, you couldn't do it. You can't have a Fonz. Yeah, you can't have a Fonz. He was just a loser who didn't grow up. Yeah, but originally he was like sounds he was, like me. He was from a bike. Yeah, but you have a house. Wait, so you think you're not a loser if you own a house? You know how many losers live in this neighborhood, I'm sure, in this world? Right. Have a house? Have, have, it's a start. Having a house is a start. It's better than not having a house. Not wearing a leather jacket and going, like, I've worn a lot of leather jackets in my day, but not wearing a leather jacket and going, hey. And you're not, you know, if I assume, I'm not hanging out with high school girls. I assume you're not, and I assume your best friends aren't called Ralph Mouth and Potsy. Rob, you do you need a nickname. That are Rob does need a nickname. You like baseball, too. we got to go to a baseball game together. I love the baseball. I don't know why you like baseball. You're from Australia. Should I, you love like, uh, I love it. I like the cricket, too. You like the cricket. But I like the baseball. Correct? You like the rugby. Yeah, yeah you can vape. Mm. I don't mind the rugby, but I uh, I prefer the rugby league. And I like the soccer. Yeah. I even watch the, the American soccer. i got to take you to a hockey game. I've been to a couple of hockey games. I lived with a Canadian for many years. You don't like hockey? I don't mind it. It's just, what happens in three stages? That's ridiculous. You mean three stages, you mean three periods? Yeah. I think What's birth happens that? in three stages, right? Huh? Birth, pregnancy. You just yeah, go that's birth? not a game. It's uh. not a game. <laughs> it's life. I said, what are the games? Maybe another game that happens in three quarters or three thirds. Well, there's four quarters in football, four quarters in basketball. Yeah, they quarters, three thirds. But, but it's they're 20 minutes each. It's too much to have four periods in hockey. Bring him down to twelve each, or fifteen is what you. Fifteen would be the same time. That would be even optimal. <laughs> bring him down to fifteen each, and then you bring into quarters. I don't add it. Bring it down to fourteen each, because then you get an extra break. But and don't you like, like the hard hitting, the nonstop action, we, the skating? I can't follow the puck. I, I think can, I need glasses. I can tell you how to do it. We'll get glasses. I can't follow the puck. I don't know what's going on. And I've always gone with a Canadian. The Canadians get too like, too excited, and it irritates me. Oh, look, it's now they're about to get icing. Oh, oh, that's Brzezmovic. He's one of the all-time greats. You're really lucky to see him play. You know, play. If Homer Simpson, like that guy who does the voice. Oh, look, Marge. See, I knew it. You could do it. I can do Homer Simpson. Do Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson and Cliff Clavin. I can only do the same impersonation do, in different things. Do Homer so, Simpson. So Homer Simpson, Homer Simpson, he goes, oh, look. Sweet pineapple juice makes my semen so sweet. Pineapple. Yeah, you know, the pineapple was invented by a Trojan. Yeah, they found it out in the South Pacific. Oh, South Pacific delicious. Yeah, it's all the same crap. Yeah. 
That's all you do. I like it. This has been a real treat. Thank you for allowing me to be inside of you, Jim. Oh, thank you for being inside of me. This Where, is... Where's my 10 million bucks? Ralph? You, have oh, that was... him, you have to let him inside you. Oh, that was just for the dick sucking. Oh, that the dick sucking. Did I say 10 million? million? That was a million. No, you said for 10 million, would I suck a dick? Oh, yeah, 10 million if you S a D. Would you do it, honestly, Rob? I think now for 10, now that I've had time to ponder. Yeah, 10 million's a lot of money. You could just do whatever you want. You can give to charity. You could help people. You could have the house of your dreams. For S and a D for 30 seconds. Okay, cool. Yes. Thanks, Jim. Yes, thank you. See you later, man. Bye, man. <laughs>